Welcome to the Parenting Life Podcast. It's great to have you with us. My name is Josh Taransky, and I am joined by Dr. Scott Taransky, my dad. Uh, many of you have heard of uh, my dad's materials, his books. Some of you, uh, half I think of our audience are familiar with me as the host for Pastor's Perspective, and some of you are familiar with my dad's materials. He's been teaching and writing about parenting for many, many years. He travels around the country. And this is our inaugural Parenting Life podcast. So, Dad, thanks for joining us. You're welcome. This is going to be a lot of fun, Josh. I'm looking forward to uh, talking about parenting, but it's just a privilege to be doing this with my son. So uh, let's go. This is good. Yeah, I'm excited about this idea. I know we've tossed it around in the past. We've even recorded things in the past together. And uh, with just the help of the K-Wave staff here, we have just access to some amazing resources to be able to produce a great show. And uh, so, Lord willing, we'll see how this goes. But um, I think that there's a lot that there uh, to offer uh, an audience when it comes to parenting. I know when I go to your parenting conferences that you do around the country, my favorite part is the Q&A. And I've often thought, man, I wish we could just take the Q&A, bottle it up, and make it available to more people. And so that was part of my hope. That's, this has been my dream for a while, and so I'm, I'm pretty excited. Yeah, I think people like the question and answer because it's so practical, because during the teaching part, I'm teaching material that's going to help them. They need the input. They need a different way of thinking about a biblical truth and how it applies to the family. But then the question and answer time allows us to take any question from the audience and try to then take the principles we've been teaching and put them into practice. And, and it may be things that we didn't even uh, teach about in that uh, session or that live seminar, and we... Uh, We take the questions, though, and we've got uh, ways to try to take those problems that people are experiencing and uh, help them understand ways to move forward. Every family is different. And so you don't just have one blanket truth that applies to everybody all the time in every situation. We've got to take God's truth and break it down, apply it in various situations. So uh, parents really appreciate the question-answer time. I'm looking forward to this webinar format. I think as people uh, call in and ask questions, they're going to gain some real insight. And I'm going to learn some things, too, about people. And I'll enjoy sharing some of the things that I've learned over the years with people about their specific situations. Awesome. Well, let me formally introduce myself and, and you, just for people who do not know who we are. First of all, I'm I'm Josh Taransky. I'm married. I have three kids, Hudson, Hayden, and Hanalei. I'm also an assistant pastor at Cover Chapel Costa Mesa, and I host Pastor's Perspective on a weekly basis. And you, Dad, you're Dr. Scott Taransky. You have a doctorate in ministry, and you serve—well, uh, you're married. You're the father of five. I'm the oldest of those five kids. And um, you've written— I've got no- four grandkids, three of them Oh, you that's have. right. That's right. You do. <laughs> And uh, you've written over a dozen books on parenting. Um, right. You're a pastor. Um, you're planting a new church in uh, close to Hamilton, New Jersey, Robbinsville, New Jersey. That's correct. And you've been a pastor for 35 years now? Yeah. Wow. And so it's, uh, and, and you also are speaking around the country about parenting um, with different audiences. So That's right. Most every week I'm out teaching. Uh, it happens to be this next week I'll be in Oklahoma City, and, and I'll be teaching three churches there, the next week another city, and so on, all the way through. So I really enjoy doing live seminars in churches, and um, then writing and counseling and working in the area of parenting, uh, as well as pastoring the church. Right. You're going to actually be at our church, my church, uh, on October 24th of this year. 
you know, we had you out last year. It was a great event, and uh, just the people who attended are so excited. We've got people that are signing up and everything. So, great. Well, um, today, the theme for the, today's podcast is uh, sibling conflict. Uh, this is a common problem that parents face. I know that as a dad, um, this is this is a reality of doing life with kids, is that they get in conflict. Uh, but frame up this, this particular theme for our audience. Well, I think that sibling conflict is probably a tremendous source of grief for many parents. And the reason for that, I think, is because they know in the end what happens when kids are in conflict continually, it damages long-term relationships. So many parents are reflecting on their own childhood and recognizing how painful it is now in their relationships, and they don't want their, or they have close relationships with their siblings, and they want the same thing for their kids. So to see kids in conflict is a problem, and we're going to try to take some of that apart. I think it'd be really helpful. I I like to tell parents that sibling conflict is a child's first class in relationship training. We are going to develop solutions for these kids that they're going to use for the rest of their lives. So what we're doing now as a child is living with an annoying brother or an annoying sister, for example, and we're teaching them how to um, relate successfully, we're preparing them for life. I mean, I say to a young person in my office, let's say he's 13 years old, he's got an annoying uh, 10-year-old sister or something, and, and I say, you know, if you can learn how to relate to that 10-year-old sister now, You'll be so grateful because some, someday you're likely to work in an office and there'll be an annoying person. You'll say, wow, I'm sure glad I had annoying, an annoying sister so I could learn how to relate to her. <laughs> and you'll be doing better than many of the other people in the office. So it's an opportunity for training. That's what we want to look at here. How can we help our children grow and develop? And uh, so spending time talking about sibling conflict is strategic, not just so we can have peace, but we can develop in kids the character necessary for them to be successful in life. Awesome. Well, the way that this format for this radio program is going to work, this podcast, is that um, we're going to take calls. And we have a couple of calls on hold already. Um, And if you want to participate in the show, you're listening to this, you can go to parentinglifepodcast.com. If you want to be a part of a future show, there's a form there. You fill it out. Let us know who you are. Um, which, uh, what's the kind of the basic premise of your question, and uh, and then we'll get back a hold of you. So we've got a couple of people that have uh, filled out that form and wanted to participate in today's show. So we're going to go out to the phones, and uh, we're going to talk with Rachel. Rachel, how are you doing? Good. Thanks for calling in. Appreciate you being a part of the show today. Absolutely. Thank you for taking my call. Yeah, I'm glad you're on too, Rachel. Why don't you tell me a little bit about your family? Um, are uh, is there a dad and a mom in this family, and uh, how many children do you have? Just give me a little background here. Okay. Um, yeah, we have a very unique situation. We have two children: um, a ten-year-old daughter and a six-year-old son. My husband works full time from the home, and we homeschool. Um, so we joke with people: we are all home all the time. Oh wow! Um, and so that does create a interesting dynamic. Um, and honestly and truly, for us, it is trying to manage just day-to-day um, conflict, mm. whether it's between the siblings and sometimes it's between um, our children and us. Um, we say all the time, my daughter is my husband and my son is me, personality-wise, and we see a lot of playing out what was early in our marriage playing out in them. Mm. Wow, very interesting. Okay, so it sounds like there's some conflict that exists between your 10-year-old daughter and your 6-year-old son. Is that correct? Correct. Mm-hmm. 
All right. So um, let's. Uh, I want to understand that a little bit more. Uh, or does that happen when they're just normally in the same room, or when they're trying to play together, or, or does it just happen continually? Um, it's more or less when they're playing together. Um, they will get to a point. For instance, my daughter um, tends to like um, to control a situation. Um, you know, have things in her order and in her way, Okay. and um, there will be times where my son has just had enough, where she will just continually say, um, we're going to play this way or we're going to do this way, and he may in his own way try to use his words, but after a couple of times, forget it, and the hand lashes out, Okay. where he will you know, smack her or pinch her just to get her attention. Um, if she if he doesn't feel like she's paying attention, um, okay. and then she starts screaming, and then he starts screaming, and then the situation erupts from there. Um, okay. There are other times that she um, maybe just lost in her own thoughts, reading a book or whatever, and he has come up to her to try to engage her, um, yeah. and he'll say her name, and no response. So he'll say it again, and then again, his. Um, next step after not gaining a response from her would be to, again, smack her or pinch her or whatever else, and that um, erupts. Um, Hmm. And then um, we have seen with my daughter now, because she's gotten so frustrated now with the retaliation, where he may be walking by and done nothing wrong and she's irritated at him, so she'll do a little shove. Um, Okay. Things like that that. noticing. All right, let, let's do this. Let's take this apart. I would suggest that we're going to want to work with your daughter separately than your, from your son. Okay. So as we're working on sibling conflict with them both, we want to divide and conquer. Okay. Because your daughter's dealing with some challenges with her brother that are different than what he's dealing with with his sister. So uh, we want to equip the 10-year-old your 10-year-old daughter to be more effective in relating to this six-year-old. Now, you're telling me that she has some leadership qualities. She's firstborn. She, it sounds like she can be appear to be bossy sometimes, times, and yeah. the six-year-old doesn't like to be directed around like that. Mm-hmm. But then the six-year-old, you're telling me, he sometimes doesn't have the, the – he gets frustrated when he's trying to get her attention and so he either yells or physically gets in her space or touches her or something like that. Yes. Is that correct? Correct. All right. So we, what we need is a, a plan for each of the kids independently. Let's work with the 10-year-old for a moment, with your daughter. Okay. I would, what I would like you to, to do is have a meeting with your daughter, another meeting. I'm sure you do this regularly, so a lot of some of this isn't new. But I would have her alone, and I'd say, you know, uh, I really like the way, and then you can fill that in with a couple things uh, that she's doing that you really appreciate, that she, and leadership things, that she's taking initiative uh, in taking care of the dog, and she's doing well with her schooling right now and even initiating with some of that. That's great. But I, I want to talk to you about working with your brother. Because your brother has some challenges, and I'm trying to help him, and I want you, you to help me. So you're, we're going to ask for help and partnership with the 10-year-old to work with the 6-year-old, and then we want to equip her with some skills so that she can work with her brother more effectively. One, he wants and needs your attention. So being a servant is an important part of sibling harmony, and knowing how to, to be a servant is important. Now, there are some times when you're reading, I know, and, and you would like to be left alone, and I think that's, uh, that can happen sometimes, but it would be wise if you would say to your brother in those moments, 
um, brother. Uh, I I, I want to spend some time with you, but right now I want to read. So I'll spend time with you in an hour. So what I want to do is start equipping your 10-year-old daughter with some s- relational skills that can demonstrate that she cares and, and uh, wants to spend time with her brother, but also to learn how to set limits. Now, apparently she... When, and I'm still talking to her. We haven't got to the six-year-old yet, but I'm, as we're working with her, it's wise to help her understand that when she is overwhelmed or when she's, when she's got to the place where she can't handle it anymore, she needs to be able to get some help. And so that's when, and now she's screaming out, okay? That's her way of getting help. Yeah. But she needs to, she needs to get help in a more, uh, shall we say, socially acceptable way or a more uh, balanced way in her own emotions so she's not uh, over the top. So she's going to need some help knowing how to deal with her emotions and, and uh, be able to handle herself when her brother is being annoying or trying to approach her in a way that's not the best. And so we want to equip her. We want to give her those tools and want to say, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go try some things with your brother. And when you find yourself in the conflict point, I want you to stop and I want you to debrief with me and let's talk about what could you do differently. If I see you uh, hitting your brother or screaming at him, I'll know that you've moved into this territory that's not the right thing. And I'm going to pull you out, put you in a break for a little bit. You're going to sit down, think about it, and then you're going to come back and we'll talk about it then. But I, what I want to do is help you. You're 10 now. I want to help you to be able to be mature enough to relate to your brother effectively, and I'm going to help you do that. Now, okay. you have the privilege that you're homeschooling, so that's great. So you have your kids with you all the time. So you're going to have lots of opportunities to make this happen. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's go to your six-year-old. Now, your six-year-old apparently uh, uses um, – he becomes demanding. Mm-hmm. And in his demandingness, he uses some kind of physical altercation or something to uh, connect with his sister. Yeah, and we have noticed with him, unfortunately, um, and we didn't realize it until it was too late, um, that we had allowed behaviors um, to progress of the instant gratification, for lack of a better word, where he would ask for something or demand something, and we didn't teach um, the wait um, time. And now at six, everything is, well, if I ask it, um, for instance, if she were to say, I'll play with you in an hour. He would just throw a tantrum mm. um, okay. and throw a fit because it wasn't, I want to play right now. All right, let's go back to your daughter then. I would okay. say to your daughter, hey, daughter, I, am, um, I really need your help. You know, sometimes your six-year-old brother is demanding, and I want to help him make some changes, and I could use your help too. Mm-hmm. But I want you to be a servant to him sometimes, but if you find that he's crossed the line, he's being demanding, I want you to come to me, and I am working with him on that. And turn it back over to me. Now, you, what you want to say to your six-year-old is this. You, six-year-old, are doing great in a number of different areas. But one of the things I see with you is that sometimes you have a hard time waiting. So a six-year-old can understand. You have a hard time waiting. And so uh, I can tell when you're having a hard time waiting because I see these things. I see you starting to poke your sister. I see you sometimes yelling. I see temper tantrums when I tell you you have to wait. And so we're going to work on waiting a little bit more in our family. And I'm going to practice that with you so that you can learn how to think and act when you're in the arena of waiting. Uh, We can define a character quality this way. A character quality is uh, a pattern of thinking and acting in response to a challenge. 
Let's define that for him in very particular ways. He's, he's got a challenge, and that challenge is waiting. And so when he's waiting, then uh, we're going to encourage him. We, I want to ask him, what did you say to yourself that helped you be successful in that moment? This isn't so much sibling conflict, but his demandingness is part of what's causing the problem. It's an underlying problem that he needs to address. You're seeing that, and this is going to help him in his ability, not only with uh, his sister, but also in other areas of family life as well. Does that make sense? It does. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, all of this, I think God placed us in families so that we could learn. God has a small group program designed for his church. It's called Families. And so families become this place where we interact and we relate about certain things. I would suggest that you you and your husband will benefit from the conflict management skills that you teach your kids. You guys will be able to practice more in your ability to care for each other in the midst of challenges that you face as well. Now the family starts to grow. Rachel, here's what I want you to do. I want Mm -hmm. you to try to work on some of the things we talked about. Work on them for a week or so, and then I'd like you to email me back. Here's my email address, scott at biblicalparenting.org. That's my personal email address. Remind me that you were on on the Parenting Life podcast, and uh, tell me. Give me an update of what happens. I may share that on a future show. I may share your testimony, but I'd like to hear more about what's going on with you. Is that okay? Okay. Rachel, thanks Rachel. so much for calling in. We appreciate it. It's a great question. I can totally relate to the, the setting. My, um, my kids are a little bit more f- flipped around in terms of who's responding to who, but um, great, great call. Appreciate it, Car- uh, Rachel. Um, Dad, let's, uh, let's talk with Carla. Uh, That'd be good, yeah. She's calling in. Carla, are you there? Yes, sir. Hi, Carla. Thanks for calling. Thank you for having me. Sure. Hey, Carla, why don't you tell me a little bit about your situation, Carla? Are you, um, is there a dad in the picture here? Tell me how many yes. kids you have. Mom and, and dad. And tell me a little bit about home. what's going on. Yeah, we have, uh, mom and dad live at home. We have two boys, a 10-year-old and a 7-year-old. Dad okay. goes to work in the morning. I drop off the kids. We tag team. He picks up the kids. I come home in the afternoon. Okay. Um, our situation is more of... I guess territorial. Uh, we had one incident recently where I asked my oldest to go inside and go bring me my house keys, uh, my car keys. He didn't want to do it. I asked him multiple times. I said, okay, fine, forget it. His brother overheard me. Next thing you know, his brother dashes in the house to go get my keys. Then the 10-year-old dashes right after him. <laughs> A couple minutes later, the 10-year-old comes out with the keys, but my key lantern is not on there. And then sure enough, here comes my 7-year-old crying with the key lantern in his hand, going, I was going to get it. And then my oldest goes, but mommy asked me. And so... I can totally parent, relate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as a parent, I know conflict is healthy. My issue is, when do I need to step in? In that specific situation, I told my oldest, look, I had already asked you. Mm-hmm. You didn't want to do it. You can't get mad at your brother for stepping up. If anything, you should have helped him find my keys instead of breaking them. And instead of fighting with him and arguing with him, because now he's crying and now you're in trouble. Okay. All right. I like some of the things you're doing there. I think that sounds great. And but let me ask your answer your bigger question. Uh, I don't. I'm not sure that conflict is healthy. Uh, I would say differences are are uh, expected. Mm-hmm. But let me explain to you about conflict a little bit. There's three words okay. you need to understand. One is the word tasks. Go get my okay. keys. The second one is problem. The problem is my brother's getting the keys when I wanted to go get them now. I changed my mind. I want to go get the keys, so there's a problem. My brother's getting the keys. 
Now, when we have a problem, we have an opportunity at that point to either move it back to a task or generate conflict. Conflict takes place when emotions enter the picture. And we've moved it away from problem-solving now into a conflict. So uh, I would suggest that we want to reduce conflict Mm -hmm. by moving problems back down to tasks. So I just want to have said that here because uh, I want you to understand that when you see conflict and you see emotion involved, you probably do need to step in. If Mm -hmm. your kids are not managing themselves in their relationship together, then more parental involvement will enable them to work it out. However, here's here's something you could do if you want to have them work it out. You might say to them, guys, I want you to, before they go after the keys, let's say they both are heading for the keys and you can catch them before that, I would say, boys, I want you to sit down here and I want you to talk about it and uh, I want you to come to a conclusion about how you're going to get the keys. Now, the keys are hard because obviously you must be trying to get out the door or something. But let's take it, they want to play with a toy and they're both fighting over the toy. I would take the toy and put the toy on the table and say, boys, you need to hear, face these two chairs facing each other, you need to talk about it. And they may start having a hard time talking about it, so you might say to the one child, start this way, I have an idea. Don't complain about he always does this and you never get a turn. Mm -hmm. Let's go to, I have an idea. He might say, I have an idea, I should get the toy. Mm. You say, well, that's a good idea. What do you think about that, brother? No, I think I should get the toy. Okay, well, you guys, I want you to talk about it and... This is an opportunity for kids then, as they're talking about it, to learn how to communicate, how to, how to um, persuade each other. It's how to negotiate. We're teaching them those things in the midst of that and giving them the practice that you want. So I would not generally let kids fight it out. I don't think that's necessarily helpful. I do think, though, it's wise for you sometimes to let your kids explore the conflict and work it out, but in a controlled mm-hmm. environment where you are uh, kind of watching what's going on. If they're okay. sitting in chairs and start hitting each other, well, then you need to step in again. Does that make sense yeah. to you? Yes. Now, you have another problem, and that is that your 10-year-old is seems to be pretty competitive with his 7-year-old brother. And yes. he's, he may be, and this, this is what you want to think about, inside of his heart, he may be valuing himself based on comparison. I'm better than my brother in this... And, and by doing that, then, he's missing something very important inside of his heart uh, that's a challenge. So here, I want to just suggest that you might teach this, story, this principle to your boys by teaching them something from the Bible. In Hebrews chapter 12, I don't have it in front of me, but I'm going to quote what I know about the verse. But in Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, it says, We run the race with perseverance, with our eyes fixed on Jesus, setting aside the things that uh, entangle us, including the sin that so easily entangles us, that kind of an idea, running the race with our eyes fixed on Jesus. Now, you've got a problem because kids have their eyes fixed on each other. You want their eyes fixed on Jesus, not on each other. So when they start comparing to each other, they're making a, a mistake. So you might do this. You shared the verses, but now let's have a race around the house. And we're going to race against yourself. First, run the race, go to the bedroom, tap the bed, go through the dining room, run around the chairs, over there through the kitchen, obstacle course, over to the living room, do a somersault, bang, your back, time you. Wow, you did it in 43 seconds. Good job. Okay, now we're going to try it with you wearing mom's big coat and, and dad's baggy shoes. And, and let's try to do it with, a, um, with the sin that so easily entangles us. Now, once we do that, okay, now then we all sit down at the end, after we laugh and have fun with all the uh, race, then we sit down and we say, all right, 
Let's talk about this. Was it easier to run the race with the, all the uh, baggy clothes on or not? Oh, no, it was easier to run the race without the baggy clothes. Yeah. Well, what are some sins that we're trying to work on in our lives? You know, the other day when you spilled your milk and I grounded you for three months, that was a little bit mm-hmm. over the top. Uh, and I'm trying to work on my angry responses. And I, I think you guys need to work on some things, too. What, what are you working on? And so we try to reveal those things that tangle us up in family life, and we need to have our eyes fixed on Jesus. And then what we're trying to do is bring a spiritual truth into their lives that will teach them how to respond better in that given situation. Does that make sense to you? Yes, it makes complete sense, because I do notice that sometimes where they both have football games, and he'll say, well, everyone came to his, or everyone comes to his birthday party. And I said, you can't look at it like that. It's not always like that. You don't understand when you were his age. A whole bunch of people came to your game, but he wasn't even playing anything. A whole bunch of people came to your birthday party, but you don't remember that because you're younger. Mm -hmm. And as an older child myself, I understand where he's coming from. So as soon as I hear him think like that or I see him, I try to flip it and make sure he doesn't feel like he's less than. Good. Okay, so we need to. There's some work here that we need to do. We need to. Uh, we need to kind of close this out here because we got to be done now. But, but I want you to think about this, and I want you to get back to me. Let me know how it goes. There's a lot more we can do. I have a book called "Say Goodbye to Whining, Complaining, and Bad Attitudes in You and Your Kids" that you might consider. It's a book that's talking about the biblical concept of honor, and it is helping parents understand how to work with their kids using sibling conflict. It's called "Say Goodbye to Whining, Complaining, and Bad Attitudes in You and Your Kids," and you can find it on my website at biblicalparenting.org. Awesome. Carla, Rachel, we're so grateful for you guys calling in, and and we know we only scratched the surface. um, But man, as I'm listening to just your guys' story and the things my dad's sharing, I'm like, I want to be a caller on this show. This is great. Uh, And I've got my own world of things that I, I could use advice on as well. So... Well, it's been a great um, few minutes with you. Again, this is the inaugural uh, inaugural Parenting Life podcast. It's been um, great to be with you. Um, again, my name is Josh Taransky. Uh, we're on the phone and, and also co-hosting the show is Dr. Scott Taransky, who is my dad. And again, you can find his website at biblicalparenting.org. If you want to ask a question on the show, you can go to parentinglifepodcast.com. And uh, we've got the next show is going to be on having a conflict-free morning routine. I know that uh, I'm up usually at 6 a.m. helping my kids get ready to go out the door. And there's all kinds of potential for conflict. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to fielding some calls on, in regards to that. Any final thoughts, Dad, before we go? Nope, this is going to be fun, Josh. I'm looking forward to uh, interacting with real people on the ground and trying to offer some biblical solutions for them as they work in family life. Awesome. Again, Rachel, Carla, thanks for calling in. It's been great to be with each and every one of you. Have a great day.